Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as The Modern Medium, and the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to tap into our divine self through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me and I am so excited to get to know you and connect with you through my podcast and the Embody Your Soul community. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so, so much for coming back every week to listen in on the magic. It truly means the world to me to have you. If you haven't already, make sure to give me a follow wherever you love to listen and share this episode and our podcast with your partner, coworkers, friends, family, whoever is into the magic of spirit and personal development, spiritual development, and just the messiness and the beauty of human life. <laughs> and if you haven't already, make sure to give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at the modern medium underscore. And when you feel ready and called to book a full one-on-one reading with me or a one-on-one mentorship program with me, simply head to my website at themodernmedium.co or you can book a discovery call. The link is in my show notes and on my Instagram bio. Hello, you guys. I am so happy to be here and I just feel really connected, really good, and I'm just really eager to introduce you to this amazing human and this beautiful guest. Her name is Vanessa, and she is a multi-hyphenate human double Aquarius, oh please, yes, and a corporate world dropout, what, what. She is an intuitive copy and content writer who specializes in working with energy workers and creative solopreneurs with almost a decade of entrepreneurship under her broom. Oh my God, sorry, I'm reading her bio and I just can't, under her broom, I'm even more obsessed with her. She has helped tons of other conscious creators build, grow, and expand their business while guiding them on how to take care of their humanness. She thoroughly enjoys hoarding books, um, literally my soulmate, finding every random fact about whatever indie film she's currently watching and having a full-blown conversation with her puppers. You can find her creative work on her Substack, checking out or learn from her while listening to her podcast, Stream of Copiness, where you can find on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple. You can also check out her Instagram at Co, and that's where all of her links will be. And also you can go to her Substack, which is rosestarco.com slash Vanessa Lima l-i-m-a dot sub stack dot com that link will also be in the show notes oh my goodness are we so excited to talk to Vanessa I freaking love this woman we have so much fun as you can tell in this episode and we talk about her entrepreneurial journey which was pretty remarkable she was all over the map and then I have so much profound respect for her grind and her dedication to her practice and to her creativity. It is something that deeply inspires me and is inspiring me, honestly, to create a routine for myself when it comes to getting back into writing If you guys are just listening to this podcast for the first time or just meeting me for the first time, I actually used to be a copywriter in the advertising world. I studied creative writing and advertising in college, and I've been a creative writer for years. And it's been a long time since I have written for pleasure, written for just pure, just because of just just for the hell of it and listening to Vanessa truly talk about how important writing has been for her life for her well-being but also how it's been such a formative piece of her success and her love and her work honestly I'm just I'm like tapping my chest it's truly so inspiring we also talk about 
you know, what it takes to be an entrepreneur and really just having this being unflappable. And I'm not saying that you have to be absolutely just so strong and perfect and not all the time are we going to have our head held high and we are not going to have all the answers right away, of course. But what's really beautiful about Vanessa is she just gives such amazing advice to us solopreneurs out there. And the way she says it or spells it is soul and then opreneurs. So not just solo, but soul opreneurs. Oh my gosh, I sound so funny explaining that. But, anyways, I. I'm also really excited to introduce you to her because we also talk about how important it is to have a creative practice in your life and really what it does for you. We also talk about us squiggly brained women and us having a hard time in traditional school systems and how unfortunately it didn't really cater to us. However, we of course found our way, we found our footing and we also talk about our favorite authors and books and why we love writing so much. So I guess this conversation goes in multiple directions, but it's so much fun. It is such a freaking ball to connect with Vanessa. I adore her and I really hope you guys have as much fun as I do talking with her. And again, if you guys are eager to Really hit the ground running with your business and get in a better rhythm with your writing, whether it's for your emails or your social media or your website or just even in general, having a hard time with your business when it comes to writing in any capacity, head over to Vanessa, don't walk, run. And she is seriously so passionate about helping you guys and helping you guys truly also enjoy writing your way and the way that she does it is so individualistic for each client I feel like that's such a duh but she has a formula that is very based on your needs and your goals and your desires she's not a one-size-fits-all she is truly here to really serve people in her magic. I don't even know if I'm making sense anymore, but you know what? We're here for it. I'm doing that thing that Michael Scott does where he's like, I'm just trying to find what I'm saying along the way. If anyone watches The Office, but anyways, I think I made my point and I'm just really silly. So I know you guys love me. Anyways, I am so excited for you guys to meet Vanessa and I'm just gonna zip my lips and let's get into the episode. Uh, hello, Vanessa. I am so excited to connect with you once again, and I'm just so excited for my listeners to meet you, and I just know we're going to have so much fun, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this. I haven't done, I haven't recorded a podcast with someone else in a while, so yes. yeah, I mean, recording with people for mine, but I'm really excited to be a guest on one. I'm so honored. When people ask me to be a guest on a podcast, I'm so honored. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny. I know. Cause you're like, who me? Yeah. Yeah. I always say like, are you sure? Am I cool enough to do this? (laughs) (gasps) Oh my God. Shut up. You have so much to say. So yeah. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I love starting off this podcast very classically. In your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? Mm, The first thing that comes to my mind is writing. And uh, embody your soul is just allowing yourself to feel into things and maybe even if it's not what you thought it would be to try it out anyway. Mm. I think it's important mm. to also embodying your soul is important to give yourself grace and space to change throughout the journey of your soul. Um, I think it's really easy to get 
stuck on, well, I used to be like this and I used to feel like this and how come I don't feel that anymore and get like down on yourself when you feel that way, then I think embodying your soul is allowing yourself to go through those transitions and go through those evolutions without holding yourself back because of how you used to feel or what you used to think or what you used to do. Mm. I love that. And I love that you made it very clear that a part of embodying your soul is allowing for exploration. I think so much of us and so common to find ourselves really pigeonholed or get even nervous at trying new things. And Mm -hmm. I love that because that's so true. Being your soul is really being and feeling confident in play. And part of play is exploring and being curious and failing or getting up again and trying it all over in a different way. So I love that. Uh, and okay, so you are an intuitive, witchy writer. And I, for just my own selfish reasons, I really want to know where this all began. <laughs> um, this all began before I can even remember. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been writing since I learned how to pick up a pen or a pencil. I always say that my mom literally still has like bins of notebooks of stories that I wrote that were like this. I love looking back at them because like everything is spelled wrong. Half of it doesn't even make sense. (laughs) The letters are like flipped. It's so good, dude. Like whenever I go home, I'll just go in the basement and look through stuff and even when I read it back, I'm like, what the hell was I trying to say? But it's oh, they always come out to be some type of stories. Like I always had a story being written. I always had a journal. I was always writing notes. So I feel like be- being a writer literally before I could remember. And it's probably because I was a writer in a past life or something. Yes. I've actually never explored that, which really surprises me. And I don't think I ever realized that I didn't explore that until you and I talked last week. And it was one of those like, I can't believe you never like really dug into that or looked into that in a past life regression or something. But yeah, I've been writing since I can remember. I literally like the only thing I've ever really, really wanted in my life. Granted, I want other things in my life, but the core was and still is to be a writer. Mm. Mm. I love that so much. And honestly, a very simple way of even just having that that knowing of, oh, I totally was this in a past life is really, it sounds kind of funny, but it's like, I believe I brought it up when we were talking last Mm -hmm. week, but it's just this visceral love and affinity towards something. Yes. I, like you and I, we are both writers and I, I know you can absolutely resonate with this, but I remember growing up, despite all the criticism I got and despite the challenges I faced, I knew I was born to write. And Mm -hmm. I knew no matter what, Mm -hmm. I had the gift of writing in my bones. And thus, I had to believe that I've been a writer for many lives. And that is I exactly with you. So I so that's like also an easy way to think of it is an affinity towards even a place. Why do I love the mountains so much? I just feel so at home or people with animals or when you are drawn to a certain, again, a certain kind of modality, whether it's mediumship or Wicca or shamanism, there is so that affinity and tie to your ancestors and your lineage and your past lives. So mm-hmm. long-winded way of saying you're absolutely a writer in a past life. There's no doubt. And it's just really, yeah, being a writer is badass. <laughs> yeah. You just, I would not feel any type of well if I did not write. Like if the ability to write was taken away from me, it sounds so stupid, but like I don't know how I would go on. That is my – I don't want to say it's my everything, but that's what I know. That's what I love to do. And I think that writing comes in so many different ways, right? It's like you can be a writer – 
as an artist. You could be a writer as a career. You are writing. Everything I do has to do with writing. Yeah. So it, it comes in so many different shapes and forms. And I think for a really, a really long time, and I still am, I had to like decondition from that well, you're not a writer unless you have a book published or unless you're writing for a big magazine or unless you're doing this. And I think part of it was like being told that in Mm -hmm. my life by some people, but also just like living in a society where, and I actually just wrote about this, how like your identity, it could be really easy for your identity become to become your career. So if it doesn't have writer in it, it was like, how do I identify as a writer if it's not something that I do for my job? And I've recently come to the realization that it's not like that at all. And like I said, I'm still unlearning that from being ground down by hustle culture as well and a lot of other things. But I remember when I claimed that I am a writer, it was like, I felt this like visceral reaction of freedom like ah oh, finally like I could just say it I could just claim it now and and this is it and I know it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So can you can we dig deeper into that moment cuz I it's funny I have I also had a similar experience where I remember I graduated college and I interned at advertising agencies, but as a strategist, which was still really cool. And it actually provided me such valuable tools for my career. And also Mm -hmm. even now, and I remember after college, I had this period where I didn't have a job, but I read, I think 25 books in two months. Like I was just Mm -hmm. reading, reading, reading. And I just remember the moment of reading not only all these fantastic fiction books, but these self-help books. And then one that really stuck out to me and that really was the push to allow me to embrace being a writer and being a creative was Big Magic. And I claimed, you know what? No, I want to be a copywriter. I want to be, well, at least I was still following the footsteps of, of course, making, honestly, making my father happy, making my parents Mm -hmm. happy with me that I wasn't some starving artist, which is also just a terrible construct that has been put out in society. And we all like, that is just such a lie. Yeah. Uh, But anyways, I totally am there with you. And I really want to hear your, your come up story. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I feel like I'm, I'm still living it, but then like your story doesn't end. So as I say that, um, I feel like actually it's ironic because it was this time last year. Um, I, have been an entrepreneur for almost 10 years, which is insane because I never took a business course in my life. Like I went to college for writing because I wanted to write. I wanted to write the next like young adult fiction novel and I wanted to be the next Carrie Bradshaw and I wanted to do things that had nothing to do with like logistics or strategy or any of that. So it's ironic that I'm an entrepreneur now, but anyway, I started out um, – I my business started out as a personal training business. And the reason I got into that was because I was working in corporate America. It had nothing to do with writing. I was in healthcare. I hated my job. It was, it was probably the most miserable two years of my life. I was just in like a really, mm. really bad space. So I quit my job on a whim against every – my parents were like, it's a good job, you have benefits, blah, 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 the things that everyone says. But it was this – once yeah. again, this like inner knowing that I was not going to do this for the rest of my life. So yeah. I quit. I adopted my first pit bull, Nola, who is yes. my, my child. On the same day that I quit, so now I have no job, I have this – Pitbull puppy who is six months old that I just rescued. I'm in a new relationship with who is my now husband. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? So I started my personal training business because that was something I was really into. I was really into fitness and I was really into helping people. And it was something that I was good at. So I did that for years and it was very successful um, in 
I, I loved it. I loved the connection with people. I loved being able to be creative in my business and to use my skills from writing and to just use my skills that I learned and just all around creativity to build this business however I wanted to. And then, likely story, I burnt out because I was training like 20 clients a week and it was exhausting because not only was I a trainer, I was a therapist and I did not have any boundaries in place. I had no idea what energetic hygiene was. I didn't realize that I was an empath at the time. Um, so it was like a, a just a bad combination of things. But throughout that whole time, I was always writing. I started my newsletter like the week I started my business, which I literally would write in Microsoft Word and yeah. I would send an email from my Gmail to like my mom and my best friends and like a few of my clients. And I have not stopped sending a newsletter since. Obviously, it's evolved. I don't even have Microsoft Word on my computer anymore. Um, but it's evolved so much, but that was like the common thing in every iteration in my business. I went from personal training, then I went to mentoring and business coaching for fitness professionals. I did some healing and energetics work. The thing that remained the same was always writing. So this time last year, it was a I, I knew I had to close the chapter of my personal training business. So I did, and I rebranded to my business now, which is Rose Star Co. And when I did that, my main objective was to write, was to create content and to help other conscious creators with their copywriting, their newsletters, their sales pages. The writing that doesn't always come easy to people, but it's needed. It's needed. So that was like my big vision for Rose Star Co. And that was literally like a year ago. I remember she, I did it on purpose because I wanted her to be like born a Libra and then like come out as a Scorpio. <laughs> I'm dead. So I like officially launched it during Scorpio season and it's been evolving ever since. So that's like the, I guess that's the story of how I got to where I am now. Okay. I love that for multiple reasons. One that you brought up your businesses, um, like your business natal chart, because <laughs> I remember seeing that on like a holisticism post and I was like, wait, damn, I want to do that. That's so smart. Yeah. And second of all, I loved that you, you were so clear with how consistent you've been. And honestly, I, I also feel like we talked about that on, on your podcast. Seriously, consistency is it's not even the secret weapon. It's just a it's just a part of the toolbox. Mm -hmm. Honestly, totally. it is I love that and I think it's just so important for everyone to know this. Even with other aspects of my life, people are like, "Oh my god, how do you blah blah blah?" I'm like, "I literally just keep showing up." Mm -hmm. Even when I know I feel silly or I don't really want to do it, I just keep showing up. And yeah. I love that you just made that so clear. And I also, of course, obviously, as a fellow writing queen, I love your mission and you helping people because that's what's so interesting. There is something about writing that people feel so stuck in, you know, yeah. and I think it almost actually, no, not I think, but I know it totally stems and we can honestly, I'd love to talk about this with you too. It totally stems from school mm. and having to read out loud and having to write essays and then writing emails. And it's just so stressful. And it was just systematically made to program you to be so stressed out and to be graded on it. And it just yes. sucks. And I know still to this day, I'm, I'm sure you do too. Like I definitely still have typos and I probably don't use proper, what do you call it? Rules when it comes to writing, I probably yeah. totally break the rules. And, but that's also based on also feeling inspired from several writers that I know that for sure break the rules, but I just, 
I love what you're doing. And I also want to dive deeper into how you came to discover your beautiful spiritual gifts and the practices you do and how those practices tie into your writing and your business. Mm, yeah, there's so there's like so much I want to dig into with all of that. But yeah. coming back to like writing in school, right? When we were in school, oh. like I, I'm envisioning being – I can picture the classroom, the elementary school classroom, <laughs> right? You had to learn yeah. how to write. You had to learn how to read. You had to learn how to do math and like maybe science if you were lucky, right? I think yeah. there is this – um, like notion that lives in a lot of people's heads that like you have to be good at writing. Like you have to be good at writing in order to succeed in life, right? And yeah. the thing is like you don't have to be good at writing. Some people are better at math than they are at writing. And I think it's just been like ingrained in our heads from a typical education system. Like you have to be good at this. So I know I've worked with – I mainly work with conscious creators, a lot of energy workers, a lot of healers who are like, I can write, but I just like, I don't like it. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to work with my clients. I want to do other things and I can do it, but I don't want to do it. And there's this pressure that like, they have to do it. So a, a big reason why I work with who I do is to take that away from them, to like take that... I don't want to call it a burden, but to take that pressure of having to write and having to be good at it away. So you, yes. you only have so much energy. Like if you are a practitioner, you shouldn't have to worry about writing a sales page about your services. You should be concentrating on holding space for your client and working with your clients. And I think the more conversations I had, the more I realized like, oh shit, not everyone likes writing as much as I do. Like People don't have newsletters because they don't like to write their newsletters. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Shut up. Oh so, God. yeah, I think it comes from, like, school. Just just young, mm. being young in school and being told what we have to do and what we have to be good at in order to be, quote, unquote, successful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I – really want to get into how can listeners that either are already writers and they're seeking to find more self-expression or improve their writing or whatever it may be, or even listeners that aren't writers, but they would really like to feel more confident. How, what are some tools that you can give them in order to tap into this, in, into this beautiful tool of self-expression, communication? And of course, I love Again, I love your mission and I love where you are communicating that you don't have to be this like Nobel Peace Prize winner writer. You could just like write. Yeah. Yeah. Complicated and so heady. So anyways, long-winded way of saying what are some tools you can give the listeners that maybe they incorporate spiritual practices. Maybe they are just really, really practical, but I would even love to hear them myself. Yeah. So I think the first thing is going to be annoying because I'm literally just going to say like, you just have to write. You just have to do it. And it doesn't have to be for any reason. Um, it's the practice. Writing is a practice. If you practice it, you're going to get better at it. And something that I think is starting to change, and I'm interested to hear what you think about this in the copywriting world, is like, yes, there's formulas. There's things that you should follow if you want to make certain emails or sales pages, whatever. Like, Copy doesn't have to be so boring. And I think for a really mm -hmm. long time, it was ingrained that it was. Like, I highly encourage my clients to write from stream of consciousness. Like something that I've started implementing over the past few months in a newsletter is it's literally a stream of consciousness. Like at the beginning of it, I say like, I don't reread this email. There's going to be incorrect punctu punctuation. It, there's going to be things spelt wrong, but I'm doing this on purpose. I'm not going to reread it because I think that stream of consciousness is how we get out like what is in our mind, what yes. is in our conscious, in our subconscious, like you get it out. So first thing I would say is just 
right. Just get it out. It doesn't have to be good. No one has to see it. No one has to read it. That's why I think journaling is so helpful. Um, Just literally get it out of your brain. Another thing that I always do is make it ritualistic. So before I sit down to do any type of copy for a client, the first thing I do is I do copy practice, which I learned from Michelle at Holisticism. And it's literally like I'll find some type of writing that I like. And if I'm writing a a sales page for someone, I'll look at a different sales page that kind of has the same vibe and I will hand write the actual page. So I'll go word by word and handwrite it. I'll put on a timer. I'll do it for like 10, 15 minutes. Then when I go into my practice, I always cleanse my space. I light my specific candle that I have. If I am starting a page for a client, I have like a specific candle based on the color and like the vibe that they want to bring in. I'll light that candle. I'll say a quick prayer. I'll ask Uh, spirit to help me channel what has to be said, I'll put on a playlist and I'll go into it. So I make everything ritualistic. Like even though I'm doing it for someone else, there's a ritual behind it. Another thing that uh, I do is I read all the time, all the time, fiction, nonfiction, newsletters, like anything I can get my hands on, I am reading because reading is going to make you a better writer. Um, and I think the biggest, not the biggest practice, but an, a really easy practice to do that's fun is looking at your window and finding something. So like I'm looking out my window right now and I'm looking at my car. Like that's the first thing I see is just writing about my car and it could be a story about it. It could be describing it. It could be anything. But it's like that one topic that I'm focusing on and writing about it. So those are like four practices, I guess, that you can do to become better writers. And when it comes to writing, it's something that I tell my clients too, which is once again probably annoying, is like when it comes to writing a newsletter or when it comes to communicating with your community, there's no right way to do it. Have fun with it. Be creative when you do it. Make it stream of consciousness. Make it really technical. Whatever feels right to you, do that. Play around with it for a little bit and then let it evolve. Mm, love it so much. And I so resonate with that that last exercise you shared about looking at your window because that's something I so used to do. And Gosh, what it was what was it called? I remember meeting this one coworker and it was I think it's literally called 750 words. Uh-huh. Have you heard of it? Where No, I don't think I have. I think I think it might it's a it's like $20 a month or it's not that expensive and every single day you write at least 750 words and it's really cool because you can subscribe to other people and it's kind of like a little community. I also stopped doing it years ago, but I'm now like, oh, I should probably get back on it. Uh But that is something I used to do and I really love that. And I also, I really want to get nice and book nerdy and writer nerdy because that's (laughs) just where we're at. Um, So who who is one of your favorite writers and why do they inspire you? I so I read more fiction than nonfiction. Yes. And uh one of my favorite writers, her name is Jen Began, and she's written two books. And her they're like it's a sequel. The okay. first book is called Pretend I'm Dead, and it takes place, it's written around the main character. Her name is Mona, and she is a housekeeper at a hotel. And you learn about her backstory and her just her story and her personality and the way that Jen Began writes is so captivating and so fun. Like I laughed to the book. I cried to the book. I don't ever remember loving a character 
as much as I loved Mona. Like I want to hang out with her. And then she came out another one that's a sequel to that called Vacuuming in the Dark. And it's like a continuation of her life. But it was one of those like when I got the sequel, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to hang out with Mona again. Like it just – it Stop. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. She just wrote it so well because it was – it was fun. It was quirky. It was weird. You loved this character. You got annoyed with her. You felt bad for her. Like you, you, you felt so many emotions with the way that it was mm. written. And I think the biggest thing is that like it was fun to read. It wasn't boring to read. It wasn't um, – it didn't feel like it dragged on ever. I've actually had like a really hard time finding a book recently that has sucked me in. Um, but that, those books just stick in my head so much, like through everything. And then also like Roxanne Gay, she can't do wrong in my book. Like she cannot do wrong. <laughs> she can't From do wrong. <laughs> the books that she writes to her newsletter, like to her Substack, like everything she does is just brilliant. And once again, like I can – when I read what she's writing, I could hear her voice speaking it. And I think that's really important, especially when you have these writers who do a lot of stuff in public, right? So like Roxanne had a podcast. She speaks on Masterclass and stuff. Like I know what her voice sounds like. When you can read someone's words and actually hear their voice in your brain, I think that says a lot about how they write. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And which which Roxanne Gay book would you recommend? Because I know obviously she has a multitude. Um, I love Bad Feminist. Um, okay. that one. And then uh, what is it called? I think it's called. Uh, what's the one that I read that like made me go down the rabbit hole with her? It's uh, Dangerous Women. I think that's what it is. Oh God, I love that title. Or is it? Or is it? Okay, I'm that person. I'm on thrift books. Um, is it Difficult Woman? Yes, that's what it is. Thank you. Okay. Difficult Perfect. Woman. That book was so good. That was the first book I read of her. I was like, I need to read everything else from her. This is amazing. Um, yes. And just so captivating. Yeah, I'm on thrift books as well. Um <gasps> Yeah, I'm just like this. she oh does not do any wrong in my mind. And then when it comes to nonfiction, I'm looking at my bookshelf and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not really sure. I'm, the Artist Way, that's something oh, that I think God. every artist, creator, whatever needs to read at least once. Um, that book is a – game changer when it comes to practices for sure um and then Nagar Fanuni all of her books I mean she writes poetry she writes pose prose every book she's come out with it's once again it's that like it hits you right in the heartstrings right mm. in the emotional heartstrings and she yes. just she just speaks so like candidly about her life and what she's feeling and the way that she puts her words together and strings her words together are done so beautifully. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to read these books. I've literally added those to my cart. Amazing. Second of all, <laughs> when you were bringing up your your stump with uh, nonfiction, I can't wait for you to read Wild because – Yes. Oh my them. God. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you will you will be floored for the rest of your life. And now I really want to get into so you've built this beautiful intuitive business and we are both these entrepreneurial creative women, but it has honestly been through something where maybe the mainstream society would question how we would make this a business mm -hmm. and I really just want to hear for those who feel discouraged where they seem like 
or they're being told that they can't do something like this. Right. And you're someone who has been an entrepreneur for many, many years. And now you have finally claimed yourself as a writer and you are seeing clients and you are showing up. How can you give our listeners some hype? Oh, buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real, like buckle up. It is a ride. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not easy. It's not easy. I think there's been a a picture painted that it's like beautiful and easy and flowy. Like, yes, there are times that there are, but there's also been times that I've been like gutted crying on my floor. Like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I doing this? Um, Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of heart. It takes a lot of community and connection and it takes a lot of faith in yourself. Like having that inner knowing, that faith in yourself that yes, you may fail at some things, but you are going to get up. Like I think the best Mm -hmm. piece of advice that I have ever gotten from starting my business. And I remember it was like that I had this month after I first started my personal training business, I had this month period that I just felt like I was in limbo because I just quit my job. I didn't like officially start anything yet. I was seeing a few clients, had a lot of downtime, had a lot of downtime um, with this dog who I was like, what the hell do I do now? Um, And it was this feeling of like, did I do the right thing? Like, what am I supposed to do now? But every time I had that, did I do the right thing? It was always that inner knowing of, yes, you did, because you knew what you were doing was not going to work. It was not sustainable. Your humanness was run down and you did not like yourself. Like, I did not like myself when I was working a corporate job. I did not like my life. And that was the breaking point for me. And I did what I had to do, dude. I am so grateful that I was raised by two parents that taught me like what hard work is and that you can do whatever you want to do. I'm very privileged in that position. Um, When I first quit my job, I picked up like four other jobs. Like I was training clients. I was working teaching classes. I was also working at the front desk. I was kind of just doing a lot of odds and ends, whatever I could do to make ends meet, as well as meeting people in the community, reaching out Mm -hmm. to other people in my industry to just be like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm new here. Like, I'd love to grab coffee. Um, The coffee date is still one of the best things that I personally feel like you can do. And I know for like introverted people, that might not be the most fun thing to do or the most, um, the easiest thing to do, but they're like going out, if going out to physically get a coffee with someone gives you agita, as us Italians like to say, a simple like DM, like I feel like there's so many times you're just like, hey, I just want to say hi. Like I'm not reaching out for any reason, but I'm in this community. I just want to reach out. I think what you're doing is great. If you ever have like 15, 20 minutes, I'd love to grab a virtual coffee, something like that. Like legitimately create connections with people without having any expectations of what's going to come from it. Because you never know what's going to come from that, you know? Um, And it's that comes back once again, consistency. And that means showing up. That means consistency in your messaging. That means standing really firm in what you believe in and what your mission is. And also like, don't be afraid to do other things on the side that maybe have nothing to do with your business. Like I am, I think I told you this, I'm 10 years into my business and I have a part-time job that has nothing to do with my business because mm-hmm. it takes my brain out of my business. And that's really, really mm-hmm. important. Having the outlet to take yourself out of your business is very, very important because it's easy. It's so, I don't think it's talked about enough. Burnout is talked about a lot, but I don't think it's talked about enough like burnout of your own ideas, burnout of your own business, burnout of 
working so hard to make something work, you need to step away from your business every once in a while and allow your brain to reset, especially if you're a creative person. If you're in the, if you identify as any type of creative, like your brain needs to reset. It needs white space. It needs time to step away from whatever magic you are making. And it's guaranteed when you step away, it's going to refuel you and most likely in ways that you probably would never think of. Yes. Wow. Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And that is such valuable insight and tools for our listeners to take away and implement and just feel really good about. And I totally agree when it comes to whether it is a part-time job or a hobby or something to take us out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. so, so important. And it's so interesting because actually after after our chat, I was thinking about going to the park and just like reading my fiction book uh-huh. and just like being away from my computer. And again, I, but now after having this, I'm feeling a little bit more inspired and more driven to actually do that because it is so easy when you're working on your business. Of course, like technically I do this with air quotes, like we're always working or it's like our Mondays is our Saturdays or something. But honestly, it is so important. And that is something I am still working on. Okay. Almost said one. Okay. That is something I'm still working on. And not that I wouldn't say I'm struggling with it. Like my life is freaking awesome. But yeah, it's having, it's not that life will ever be this perfect balance, but it's definitely honoring the time that you dedicate to your business and your passions and your ideas, but then also seeing your friends or Mm -hmm. taking a walk with Mm -hmm. like no technology and just being a human being in the human experience. So yes, I love that you shared that. So um, a couple of final questions. Now, what would be some, do you have any book recs for our listeners when it comes to maybe wanting to feel inspired again, or even if it's not related to their work, um, you know, what is a book that, or a story they can pick up nonfiction or fiction where maybe it can reignite some creative juices or even just a story that can just get them excited. Um, so first I'm going to say this, it's not a book like a specific book, but I, I'll give you okay. my specific book. It's picking up a book that makes you feel nostalgic. It's picking yes. up a book that makes you feel emotions. And I, if people who know me are listening, they're going to know I'm going to say this. So I'm like a twihard. I love the Twilight series. It's some of the worst yes. writing I've ever read in my life. But reading those books and watching those movies make me feel so nostalgic that it makes me want to create again. It like inspires me in some weird reason. Part of it is probably because when I read it, I'm like, I could write better than this shit. Another part is Ah! that feeling that I get from having it. So I would say like, pick up a book that makes you feel nostalgic. Pick up a book that makes you feel um, some type of positive emotion. I don't want to say positive emotion, just something that's going to spark something inside of you to help inspire you. Um, Another book that's really good that I have on my desk that like it doesn't leave my desk is Creative Quest by Questlove. It's one of those books that I'll just like open a page every once in a while if I'm not feeling inspired and I'll read it and then I'll be like, okay, I had to read that. (laughs) Um, And that's another practice too is – especially when I'm writing um, fiction, I'll keep a book by me that is the vibe of what I'm going for or just a book that I'm really into and I'll read a few pages and it'll re-inspire me. I almost feel like it's just knowing that I have the book near me helps um, 
but all I need to do is read a few pages and I'm like, okay, this is take this and like almost use it as like a prompt. Damn. I love that a lot. That is a really good idea. (laughs) It's really fun. And then sometimes if you, especially if you haven't read the book in a while and you like end up reading it, you're like, damn, this is good. No wonder I liked it so much the first time. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, It's funny because my dogs are just wrestling in the background. (laughs) No, you're good. I'm literally obsessed. That's so cute. It's funny because I was going to ask, what are some tools or takeaways that the listener can start today or implement today to kind of reinvigorate or take an action step? But I feel like you just gave one, you just gave a million. And now I'm like, what do I ask you? Because you've just been such an amazing guest. And I'm Aw, like- <laughs> thank you. I light up when I'm talking about this. When I think it's like I said before, yeah. it's taken me a long time. It's taken me 34 years to be able mm-hmm. to identify myself as a writer and not because I never felt like I was. I was always just like afraid that someone would be like, no, you're not. You're not a writer. Or like, Writing is one of the most vulnerable things you can do, whether it's about you, whether it's a story that's completely made up, like whether it's a technical article about something, like it's such a vulnerable action. And I don't think people, especially if they're not writers, realize that, how scary it is to put your work out there, even when you're confident in it, even when you love it. It's so scary to put out for the rest of the world to see yes oh my gosh honestly I wanted to snap and say amen but I was just (laughs) telling myself no just keep your mouth shut let her do her thing but I couldn't agree more I that's it's it is definitely an art where I feel it's interesting because I remember when I was still a copywriter there was kind of this joke that being a copywriter was really easy and half of our work was honestly staring out the window, but it's actually really hard. Oh my God. Yeah. And (laughs) it's just, it's not that it's just time consuming, but it's literally you're, you're solving a puzzle and you're creating the puzzle pieces so then people can put it together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, there's something about, People, it's it's easier for the greater collective to scrutinize your writing because at least for the most part, you know, people read or listen to your words or, you know, that's, again, that's how we communicate. But I guess, however, 80% of communication is through body language, but anyways, or not through words, but anyways, there's something about books where it's just easier to scrutinize than looking at a painting. And I think because people feel like they need, how do I put this? Like you don't need to go to school to scrutinize someone's writing, but Mm -hmm. you you get, you study art history so then you can do that. Mm -hmm. But I guess maybe I'm saying, I don't know. I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but there, yeah. You know what? I'm just, yeah, I'll, I'll just get to it. Yes. Writing is really fucking hard and there is something about putting words together that is just so vulnerable and just really splays you open in a way where not a lot of people understand Mm. but there's something so magical about it when you feel that too yeah and you resonate and you're like yes I am splaying myself open to you brother like I get you (laughs) yep yep and then you kind of you sit there and you're like oh, am I going to offend someone? Is someone going to like this? Is someone not going to like this? And you just kind of sit there and you wait. And I think coming back to like art, art is objective, right? Like you could look at a painting and you could say, you see this. And I could say, well, I see this. And you can't really like disagree on it, right? Because it's objective. With writing – there's whether it's opinionated or not like there's something to fight about if you wanted to like there's something that you can go back and forth with and I think that's a little bit of an aspect of it too um is there's that 
once again, like how, how is this going to make people feel? How are people going to take this? Am I offending someone when I don't mean to mm-hmm. and I'm just speaking my mind or like how is this going to come out? Also, when if you – and this comes – I don't even know what this comes back to, but it's like thinking about when you're writing, speaking in your tone of voice, if you don't do that, things can come across not the way you want them to. Does that make sense? Like when you speak – Yeah, like when you write – that's another thing I tell my clients all the time. Like when you write the way that you speak, people are going to be able to hear you. Sometimes when we write things, they don't come across that way because they're written in that like technical way that we were taught in school. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And even just like, it's so funny. My last, my last corporate job, I, you know, it was just such a rigorous freaking interview experience and the um the entry where you have to take all these courses not courses but like those random stupid courses and yeah I didn't do other things and it was just so lame because I remember sitting there and thinking wow these people are literally destroying themselves and working so hard over really mediocre writing Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. writing for this agency is not good at all there's nothing there's nothing inspiring about it at all and they're literally killing themselves over it and that that was definitely one of the many reasons where I knew I'm like this is just so not worth it why am I why am I begging to work a job where like I'm I'm like it's just annoying so anyways Vanessa, you've been freaking amazing. Thank you so much for, again, taking the time out of your day and speaking with me. And this has been such an incredible conversation. And you gave the listeners such beautiful tools to take, you know, to take away from this conversation and implement. And they're realistic and they're tangible and they're amazing. And I just can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me on here. It I think you could tell from the tone of my voice talking about writing really lights me up and it just I feel I'm so grateful that I am at this point in my life that I can talk about it like this. Um and yeah, this was super fun and I will talk to anyone about writing. So feel free to reach out. <laughs> yes. Okay. And where can the people find you? I know you got some things going on. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of things. So you could find me on Instagram at Rosestarco. You could find me at my website, which is the same thing, rosestarco.com. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, which is all about copy content and being an entrepreneur in this weird ass reality. And that is called Stream yes. of Copiness. Um, and then if you want, you could read my Substack, which I actually just launched in September, and it is uh, vanessalima.substack.com. I think that's what it is, or it's the reverse. <laughs> I'm dead. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's one of those things that like I had a, a come to Jesus moment a few months ago where I was like, I can – right and this is from the deconditioning and the untangling of hustle culture like if i just want to write for fun and i want to write creatively i'm allowed to do that it doesn't have to be a part of my career um so i kind of like on a i don't want to say on a whim because it was a little bit planned but on a whim launched this substack so i'm excited to allow myself to give myself that space to create in that way Yes. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Hello, you guys. I am so excited. I cannot, I can't handle Vanessa. She is so amazing. And I am so, so ecstatic that you guys finally got to meet her and connect with her in this way. If you haven't already, make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen and send it to your friends, your coworkers, your partner, your family whoever is into the magic and definitely make sure to check out her podcast and our episode on stream of copiness. 
It is available on Anchor, Apple, and Spotify. And give her a follow on Instagram at Co. That's where you can find all of her links to work with her one-on-one for freebies and, again, for ways to just learn about her and just get in touch with her and connect with her newsletter and really her her whole community. And definitely make sure to check out her sub stack, checking out. And I love you guys so, so much. You guys are absolutely amazing. And when you guys feel ready and called to book a one-on-one reading with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. And I'm so, so excited to connect with you and invite you into the magical energy of spirit. And of course, when you feel ready and you're eager to work with me one-on-one for mentorship programs, click the link on my bio, my bio on my Instagram, authormodernmedium.co. I have a discovery call link there to book with me or the link is also in the show notes. That's where we can chat. I can answer any questions at all and we can just get everything squared away before we get started. And I love you guys so, so much and I cannot wait to hear from you and connect with you more and happy holidays.